This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. In our frenzied culture, rest often feels elusive, especially for leaders who carry the weight of nonstop responsibility. If your soul longs for replenishment, stay tuned to learn more about Ruth Haley Barton's book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Proverbs chapter 5. Admonition to avoid seduction to evil. My child, be attentive to my wisdom. Pay close attention to my understanding. In order to safeguard discretion, and that your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey, and her seductive words are smoother than olive oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave, lest she should make level the path leading to life. Her paths have wandered, but she is not able to discern it. So now, children, listen to me. Do not turn aside from the words I speak. Keep yourself far from her and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your vigor to others and your years to a cruel person, lest strangers devour your strength and your labor benefit another man's house. And at the end of your life, you will groan when your flesh and your body are wasted away. And you will say, how I hated discipline. My heart spurned reproof, for I did not obey my teachers and I did not heed my instructors. I almost came to complete ruin. In the midst of the whole congregation, drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Should your springs be dispersed outside your streams of water in the wide plazas? Let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. May your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife you married in your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breast satisfy you at all times. May you be captivated by her love always. But why should you be captivated, my son, by an adulteress and embrace the bosom of a different woman? For the ways of a person are in front of the Lord's eyes, and the Lord weighs all that person's paths. The wicked will be captured by his own iniquities, and he will be held by the cords of his own sin. He will die because there was no discipline. Because of the greatness of his folly, he will reel. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 through 35. 
My child, guard the commands of your father and do not forsake the instruction of your mother. Bind them on your heart continually. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you wake up, they will talk to you. For the commandments are like a lamp. Instruction is like a light. And rebukes of discipline are like the road leading to life. By keeping you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the loose woman, do not lust in your heart for her beauty, and do not let her captivate you with her alluring eyes. For on account of a prostitute, one is brought down to a loaf of bread, but the wife of another man preys on your precious life. Can a man hold fire against his chest without burning his clothes? Can a man walk on hot coals without scorching his feet? So it is with the one who sleeps with his neighbor's wife. No one who touches her will escape punishment. People do not despise a thief when he steals to fulfill his need when he is hungry. Yet if he is caught, he must repay seven times over. He might even have to give all the wealth of his house. A man who commits adultery with a woman lacks sense. Whoever does it destroys his own life. He will be beaten and despised, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy kindles a husband's rage, and he will not show mercy when he takes revenge. He will not consider any compensation. He will not be willing, even if you multiply the compensation. Second Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 through 25. Nathan the prophet confronts David. So the Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to David, Nathan said, There were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a great many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except for a little lamb he had acquired. He raised it, and it grew alongside him and his children. It used to eat his food, drink from his cup, and sleep in his arms. It was just like a daughter to him. When a traveler arrived at the rich man's home, he did not want to use one of his own sheep or cattle to feed the traveler who had come to visit him. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and cooked it for the man who had come to visit him. Then David became very angry at this man. He said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. Because he committed this cold-hearted crime, he must pay for the lamb four times over. Nathan said to David, You are that man. This is what the Lord God of Israel has said. I chose you to be king over Israel, and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and put your master's wives into your arms. I also gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if all that somehow seems insignificant, I would have given you so much more as well. Why have you shown contempt for the Lord's decrees by doing evil in my sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your own wife. You have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. So now the sword will never depart from your house. For you have despised me by taking the wife of Uriah the Hittite as your own. This is what the Lord has said. I am about to bring disaster on you from inside your own household. Right before your eyes, I will take your wives and hand them over to your companion. He will go to bed with your wives in broad daylight. Although you have acted in secret, I will do this thing before all Israel and in broad daylight. Then David exclaimed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied to David, Yes, and the Lord has forgiven your sin. You are not going to die. Nonetheless, because you have treated the Lord with such contempt in this matter, the son who has been born to you will certainly die. Then Nathan went to his home. The Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had born to David, and the child became very ill. 
Then David prayed to God for the child and fasted. He would even go and spend the night lying on the ground. The elders of his house stood over him and tried to lift him from the ground, but he was unwilling and refused to eat food with them. On the seventh day, the child died, but the servants of David were afraid to inform him that the child had died. For they said, while the child was still alive, he would not listen to us when we spoke to him. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He will do himself harm. When David saw that his servants were whispering to one another, he realized that the child was dead. So David asked his servants, is the child dead? They replied, yes, he's dead. So David got up from the ground, bathed, put on oil, and changed his clothes. He went to the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then when he entered his palace, he requested that food be brought to him, and he ate. His servants said to him, what is this that you have done? While the child was still alive, you fasted and wept. Once the child was dead, you got up and ate food. He replied, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept because I thought perhaps the Lord will show pity and a child will live, but now he is dead. Why should I fast? Am I able to bring him back at this point? I will go to him, but he cannot return to me. So David comforted his wife, Bathsheba. He came to her and went to bed with her. Later, she gave birth to a son and David named him Solomon. Now the Lord loved the child and sent word through Nathan, the prophet, that he should be named Jedidiah for the Lord's sake. First Chronicles chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. These were the sons born to him in Jerusalem, Shemaiah, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon. The mother of these four was Bathsheba, the daughter of Amil. The other nine were Ibhar, Elishua, Elpalet, Nogah, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliara, and Eliphelet. These were all the sons of David, not counting the sons of his concubines. Tamar was their sister. Second Samuel chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. These are the names of children born to him in Jerusalem. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ebar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphelet. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, we thank you. All wise God, all knowing God, thank you for your instructions, O God, and the wisdom, O God, that we see in your word, O God. Warnings, O God, against adultery and the consequences of such a grave sin. Lord, we know and we've seen, O Lord God, even even we've seen it play out, oh God, in real life, oh Lord God, through through the news, oh Lord God, through uh, whether it be Dateline or 2020's documentary series, oh God, that show the grave consequences that happen when adultery is committed, oh God, um, when people take vengeance, oh God, and revenge in their own hands, oh Lord God, because of adultery, oh Lord God. And we see here, oh Lord God, David, oh Lord God, the wicked lengths that he went to, oh God, to cover up, oh Lord God, his own adulterous, wicked acts, oh God, of adultery, oh Lord God. Lord, we just pray. We pray, oh Lord God, that you would give us um, wisdom, oh God, to heed your warnings, oh Lord God, to live circumspectly, oh God, to embrace correction, oh Lord God, to love wisdom, to treasure it, oh God, um, to walk in paths of righteousness, oh Lord God. And for those who have either 
been victims, oh Lord God, of adultery, oh Lord God, or, or those who have committed adultery, oh Lord, I pray. I pray, oh Lord God, that you, oh Lord God, would that your healing, oh God, would flow to those, oh Lord God, who have um who have experienced this great, great pain, oh Lord God. And I pray, oh God, for those, oh God, who have committed the act of adultery, oh Lord God, that you, oh Lord God, will restore them in your time, O oh Lord God, and that you, O oh God, will give them, O oh Lord God, just that your your forgiveness, O oh God, would also flow to them, O oh God, that you, O oh God, would grant repentance, O oh God, to those who are, maybe who have yet to repent, O oh God, of committing that sinful act, O oh Lord God. And I pray, O oh God, that the same way, O oh Lord God, that you had forgiven David, Lord, I pray that you would forgive them, O oh Lord God, and then they would go and that they would sin no more, O oh God. So would you help us, O oh Lord God, to be grateful and content, O oh Lord God, with um, whom you have given us to love, O oh Lord God, and that, um, and that in the meantime, O oh Lord God, for those who have not been given um, someone to love yet, Lord, help us, O oh God, to to um, have a single mindedness, O oh Lord God, single um, um, devotion, O oh God, to Jesus, our Lord, help us, O oh Lord God, um, not to put any other gods before you, O oh God, but keep you, O oh Lord God, as our that keep our faith, O Lord God, singular faith and hope in you, O God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. The journey to a meaningful Sabbath practice is slow and gradual, and it is a journey we need to take in community. In her book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, Ruth Haley Barton offers wisdom regarding the rhythms of Sabbath, exploring both weekly Sabbath keeping as well as extended periods of sabbatical time. Sabbath is more than a practice. It is a way of life ordered around God's invitation to regular rhythms of work, rest, and replenishment that will sustain us for the long haul of life and leadership. Get your copy of this book today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, so take